Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along to the Rugby Pod, brought to you in proud partnership with Guinness. Goody's here with me as usual, but there's no Jim in the studio this week, so we've got his best mate back again. Joe Marler's with us. Pleasure to have you back, mate. Yeah, I'm back, aren't I? Hey, well, that's a bit of a lie to start off with. Correct, that is a lie. You need to retract that. <laughs> Just legally retract that. So We are not mates. Acquaintances? We'll define that word. Like, you get on with each other because you have to? Or that's you... the definition of acquaintance. I don't know. Well, it's not. <laughs> and, 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 and where would Jim sit in your... He wouldn't sit anywhere. I wouldn't fucking invite him in for a seat. I wouldn't invite him anywhere. He can stand up. <laughs> is, is there actual genuine beef between you guys or what? The masses want to know. Uh, the masses want to know, do they? Yeah. The masses of listeners. There's no beef. Jim just needs something to talk about and he decides to use me to talk about it. He's got fuck all else to talk about, so he just uses me. <laughs> do you feel used? Uh, not in the way I'd like to be. Oh, well. Oh, horrible scenes. But he's away. He's in South Africa, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Thank yeah. God. Yeah, he's look, he looks like he's having a whale of a time. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a whale. Yeah. <laughs> Is that <laughs> what you mean by that? Not quite. What do you mean by he looks... He's explain that to me. He's, he's having a great time. Yeah, but what does that mean? He looks like he's having a whale of a time. What do you mean I've by whale? I've never sat he, back and thought about it. It's like just off air when we just spoke about, you know, oh, mate, oh, you just pack a shit and then leave. Again, I never really thought about what packing a shit... Well, what, does it what, mean? what do you mean? Let's talk about this because we were just chatting about it off air, and you were t- we were talking about potentially getting into a fight. Getting out, and you went, it. "Oh, mate, nah, I just pack a shit and leave." Was, when you you pack a shit what in a in a Pringle <laughs> Pringle tube and just pack it in your bag and walk off, or what, what does it mean? Uh, do you not, mean I'm, pack my shit like pack my shit up? Well, no, I don't know. No. What don't do you know. mean? I've never sat back and thought about it. It's just when you throw a tantrum, you pack a shit. No, you don't. It's like that's the saying. I've not packed a shit for at least. <laughs> 14 years when right. I used to pack it into a bag and leave it on people's doorstep. Mate, you, Ooh, did you? Allegedly. Did you pack a shit after that game on the weekend or what? So that means throw a tantrum. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did pack a shit. Not a huge shit, but I did pack a, pack stuff. I mean, what are we doing? The week before, we we beat Exeter in a great game. It was Friday night, and I talked up Quinns on the podcast mm. last week. Yeah, thanks. Because it was the manner of the victory the physicality they showed, intensity, everything that Guzzi would have wanted was in that game. And then you go to Italy and lose to Benetton. <sighs> oh, dear. I know, but... It... It's a good job Jim's not here, isn't it? Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> it's even eating me up to talk about it now. Um, what happened then? Well... Cause it's a very similar team, bar Danny Kerr. Yeah, it was a very similar team. Sinks didn't play either, did he? Sinks didn't play, yeah. so similar team, bar them two. Yeah. We just didn't turn up, mate. When I said to the... Boys, and we spoke after the game about you know, how embarrassing it was. The feeling that I felt, frustration, embarrassment. But it wasn't embarrassment of who we lost to. It was embarrassing that yet again we put on a performance against Exeter on a Friday night yeah. in, our, in front of a home crowd. And we were like, well, we can do it. We're at that level. We yeah. can play at that level. And then the following week, the same group, we just weren't good enough yeah. we, dipped, we dipped below that level again and that's our biggest work on from now is, is trying to get some consistency uh, moving forward well as you may have heard we've been running a competition to five five uh, rugby clubs across the UK to give a Guinness makeover uh, the response has been massive and we've uh, picked our first winner last week so we thought we'd get Joe to pick out a second winner this week out of, the, out of your hat can you take your hat off or are you, are you hiding something you don't want us to see or what I'm not ashamed of my lid it's very Joe Marler-esque isn't it well I just let nature be you know, I've 
tried around with some Mohawks, and now I'm going bald. Kilburn oh, right Cosmos won last week. Am oh, I picking Cosmos. it out? Is Andy picking it out? Is it my hat? I'll uh, hold the hat. You pick yeah. it out. Okay. okay. Here we go. Drum roll. And the winner is... What? Old Grammarians. Good club. Old Grammarians. Congratulations, Old Grammarians. Your clubhouse will be getting a makeover very soon. And just quickly, before we get into the Champions Cup action, we can have a brief word with the head coach of Kilburn Cosmos, Andy Driver. Congratulations on being our first winner. <laughs> Thank you very much. How's the team reacted to being the uh, getting a Guinness makeover to your bar? They're pretty excited. They're pretty excited. We've got a few Guinness drinkers, so... They're pretty happy. Just a tip from Andy Goode here. Make sure there's a little bit of blackcurrant in it. How good is Guinness and Black? What? Yeah, Guinness and Blackcurrant, mate. It's lovely. No, I prefer a Gurnoff slice. Uh, anyway, how's the season going for the <laughs> Sorry, Kilburn Sorry, Cosmos? Andy. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> uh, not bad. Uh, we, we had a bit of an injury problem. We are looking for a 10. Uh, it's fancy. Mate, I'm more of a, a one <laughs> these days in my body shape. What's your clubhouse looking like at the moment, Andy? Uh, very small. So we're quite a small kind of um, community club the team runs everything the bar um, we don't really have any uh, anyone else um, so yeah pretty small so it's in need of a, a good service oh well it looks like you're going to enjoy the makeover then thanks very much for coming on the pod and uh, good luck for the rest of the season buddy thank you very much guys well done Andy all the best mate cheers thank you so positive then Joe are you a little bit more enthusiastic when you dress up as Santa Claus I saw you doing that on Instagram yeah you saw that yeah I love I love it mate I've got a movie quality Santa's outfit and yeah, my two kids and my nephew both bought it. They didn't have a clue? Didn't have a clue. That's the third year running now. <laughs> Are you like, kids, I'm just going out for a bit? No, no. So they went for dinner at uh, their great-grandparents' house. And that's the theme. That, oh, Santa might stop over to see Marge and Arf because they're both oh, like nice. 80 or 90. Yeah. And Santa's known them years. Yeah. So that's the story <laughs> behind yeah. it. And he just pops in to, for a cup of tea with them sometimes. I pretended I was at the gym. Working out. I came in, obviously. And then I came in as Santa. I'm a bit worried though, because what if my kids now listen to this? Well, no. I don't. I don't think, your, your kids are what? Four and two. Four yeah. and two. Maybe not quite the target, do you? <laughs> it's fine. Do you it put is. on? Do you put on a voice for when you? Yes, I do. Hello there, young Jasper. I'm Santa Claus. Yeah, I know you're Santa Claus. I can see that. Oh, you're a gobby little shite, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. And I've got to make sure that I don't use that voice any t- other time during the year. So when I get angry, that's not my angry voice. Have you got an angry voice? Yeah. Get to your room now! Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, when you really pack a shit. Well, no, mate, there's no packing shit No, there. mate. Just leave the Kiwi just mannerisms it. out of it. Thanks. I don't want to pack shit anywhere. <laughs> well, um, should we talk about the little Santa outfit? It wasn't really a little Santa outfit, was it? A few of the boys picked up on um, a bit of a bulge. <sighs> what can I say? <laughs> um, and you've stuffed socks down there the lot. Santa. You can think what you are like. The boys notice it. Though, the boys they? notice it. Yeah, mate. Should we um? Should we talk a little bit about the Champions Cup now? Yeah, well, happy. Right. Should we start with wasps? Why? Why do you need to go there? <laughs> Loads of other games to talk about. <laughs> let's just let's just get it out of the way, mate. Let's... Um, oh, mate, Toulouse. I'm not going to say they're the real deal just yet, but they are on a pathway now. They've got some quality players, and they outperformed wasps on the day. Wasps. Basic errors missed two one-on-one tackles from first phase that just led to tries. It was kind of weird and eerie at the Rico Arena. When that happens, you don't see a lot of first phase tries just from a flat-out missed tackle. And you know, Cheslin Colby scores in the first half from a scrum. Is he that quick fullback, tiny little fullback? Oh, yeah, we played in the wing. Played in the wing at the weekend. Oh, yeah. He reminds yeah. me of that little character you used to get on Jonah Lomu rugby. You could either get all Jonah Lomu's in yeah. one team or all of oh, this tiny that, little that bloke. tiny little fella. Sorry. So anyway, he, he scores a hell of a try, first phase, and it was like, oh, he just looked too easy. And then second half, same thing, uh, Gitoon, the centre, 
ran through Sopawanga, Sopawanga slipped off the tackle. Um, and, you know, 14 soft points, basically. You know, we're not in good shape at the minute in terms of performance on the field. You know, obviously we go over to Toulouse this weekend now and it's we're out of the competition pretty much. Um, and then back in the Premiership Bath and then the big game, the big dance down at Twickers, Joseph. 29th of December, 4pm, yes. 4, 4 Twickenham Stadium. Big game, 11. There we go. Be there or be square. It's a great festive cheer. And celebrate um, Wasps' victory at Twickenham. So yeah, no, Wasps, no, you know, underperformed, but Toulouse, you know, give a Real French contenders? Um, no, not yet. Contenders, it's between Saracens, Leinster and Racing for me. I watched Racing play Leicester yesterday and, you know, at one point I'm closing my eyes thinking this could be 50. And then Leicester showed a bit of bite and mm. attitude and physicality and especially last 20 minutes. Do you Let watch me just turn my page. Here we go, Joe. Sorry, I was on the Wasps to lose one that I didn't watch, and I'm not sure whether you have covered it already. Did you cover it in last week? Have you got a note? Have you got any notes on it? Yeah, I've got notes. Here we go. Joe's notes. It was Jim's notes. Jim's notes. Now it's Joe's notes. Joe's notes. Didn't watch. Okay. All the ch- these are serious notes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All the chat around players leaving ain't great. Correct. Whether they're true or not. Correct. To lose. Sound good. I did put look, but I haven't watched him, so I'll just go honest. with sound. Honest as well. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of chat about players leaving. Whether Wasps. they're true or not, it's still a bit like a small distraction. Ne- that's negative chat around the club, isn't it? Yeah, but it's going to be at every club. Surely it's happening at Quinns at the minute. DC, yeah, but it's not as publicly no, no, but... it's being spouted about yeah. by all the papers, is it? Yeah. People I don't know why they're going hard at you guys. Yeah, for some reason people want to jump on the bandwagon of... Wasps players leaving and stuff at the minute and it is what it is Lawrence Delalio spoke about it the weekend you know in reality players come players go and it happens at every club Wassel will come out at some point and, and make their stance clear but it's not for the club to come out and say well he's leaving or he's staying or he's doing this until you get it over the line and clubs well, you, you can't sign until 1st January can well, you? this is the thing so all these rumours that's fucking useless on a podcast isn't it? the inverted commas with yeah I was doing inverted you commas were. with a uh, my fingers. <laughs> mm. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, if players leave and the list of players that are being mentioned, we've all heard them. Jake Cooper-Woolley potentially going to sale. Nathan Hughes potentially going to Bristol. Chat of Elliot Daly going to Saracens. These are all the rumours and every club will have rumours around yeah. them. Yeah, so yeah. Quinns, Danny Care's out of contract. What's happening? There's going to be three or four other players at Quinns that are out of contract as well, at least. Well, probably ten players that are out of contract. Don't and start bringing my club into it. No, 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 I'm just saying that every club has no, the same don't thing. don't you start. But the focus is on... Sorry, sorry, Joe, <laughs> sorry. The focus is on Wasps. I was trying to support Wasps, mm. he's coming yeah. at me. And then off the back of it, you know, Lawrence said, if players move and, and leave, which happens, Wasps will sign quality replacements. And well, they'll, they'll have a load of money, won't they? If all those boys leave, they'll have loads of money left. Yeah, well, they'll have a bit. Ooh, and my favourite player might be playing for Wasps next year. What's happened to Exeter? Why can't they? Why can't they win in the Champions Cup? Because the other team scored more points than mm. them. That is a very good point, that's, Joe. That's the insight that we've been lacking. <laughs> <laughs> is that in the notes as well? Was that in Joe's notes? Uh, Joe's notes. Exeter versus Didn't Gloucester. watch. Okay. Surprised though, as thought Chiefs would have a reaction after losing to us. Correct. Gloucester shaping a good pack. Yes. You've got Ruskin, Balmain, Slater, Paledri, Morgan. They're actually shaping up a nice pack there. Mostert's coming now, isn't he? Second row, South African second row. Yeah, and also Bruce Grobbler. Brucey, just throwing games for fun. Well, you mentioned Paledri. How convenient. Because he's on the phone now. Oh. How are you, buddy? Not too bad, thanks, mate. Yourself? I'm good. Congratulations on the big win. Thank you very much. Yeah. How was it then? Obviously, going down as a Gloucester player, going down to Sandy Park. Yeah, there's big things happening at Gloucester this year. We're seeing some consistency. What was the chat before the game about how you're going to go down there and win, and then how good was the feeling afterwards in the changing room? Yeah, it was um, obviously, as you said, it was a really tough place to go. 
you know, many of the people said it's never been a nice day when we go down there. Um, the weather's never been decent or anything like that. So we, we knew it was going to be a tough game. Obviously, big physical side, the, the big scrimmaging side, uh, and they love their pick and go, as everyone knows. But yeah, I think the plan for us was just to go out there, do what we do. Like we got to pick the tempo up a little bit kind of play the way we like to play and take it so I think even in the conditions you know at one point it was hammering down with rain but um, we still managed to score some decent tries which shows the kind of you know the game we're trying to play and yeah the, the, the feel after was in, in the change room was, was real good I think obviously we've had today to review the game a little bit but um, you know we, we the coaches wanted to stay humble obviously and, and we, we put, it's almost as if we, we had lost the game on the weekend they uh that they were um, obviously making sure that we we get all all the things we we did wrong in the game and putting them right. But um, in terms of the change room, obviously it's a great field to go down there and win. And as you said, it was uh, not many people do that, so it was it was a real good atmosphere to be involved in. And then talking about the game, you, you talk about Exeter's pick and go again, their power game that they use so well in the Premiership, not so much in Europe at the minute. But you absolutely love that physical battle you Ben Morgan Slates was phenomenal as well you must have loved the battle on, on Saturday yeah it, I mean, exactly I think you know we, we highlighted their, their, their strengths like that and, and we, we just wanted to take it to them and, and try to beat them at their own game and, and really take it you know in terms of being a forward battle and, and I think we, we showed that on the weekend and you know whenever they get anywhere on the pitch really they love their pick and go game and then to show that we, we can do the same and then have a bit of flair out the back as well it, it, it was brilliant really nice Jake it's Joe Marler here how are you, Joe? Right? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. Yeah, good. good. This is a bit weird, isn't it? Talking to yeah. <laughs> as if you know. It's it nice. What do you mean it's nice? It's, it's nice. easy for you. No, no, you no. don't play anymore. I, know, I nice. play against him. I know, it's nice for you too. We've got to pretend to not like each other and that. You don't have to not like people you play against, you just have to not like them on that day. Well, that's how it works for me. Okay. Anyway, uh, I've got some questions for you, um, Jake Pelledri. Yeah, no worries. Um, serious, half serious, not so serious, we'll see. Do you vass up your legs? <laughs> no, no, you, I don't. You don't vass up your legs or any part of like your lower body no. before games. I mean, I'm a serious sweater. Um, that might be. No, I'm joking. I, I literally don't. Uh, no, is the answer. Uh, that's that bollocks. So that's a lie because. <laughs> The reason I ask is because he's incredibly... I don't want to... I don't... See, this is what don't doesn't sit away. comfortably with me. Okay. Blowing smoke up opposition well, You're not playing players. this week, so it doesn't matter. No, but in the future, you know what I mean? Um, he's ridiculous. You're ridiculous to tackle, mate. I can't. You wriggle out of everything. He's one of the yeah. hardest blokes except Billy for different reasons to tackle. And I'm convinced <laughs> you smell like KY Jelly or Vass. <laughs> <laughs> People still use Vaseline. Well, ask Jay. He's the one who's using it. <laughs> the only colour team uses it on their heads and on their eyes to sort the cuts, but uh, well, and of course me on my legs, as Joe suggested. Yes. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I've been told that, but I don't really, I don't really have any technique or anything. It's just, uh, yeah, you just get I, really I, aggressive and just run really hard, is it? Yeah, well, yeah, some of that. He's just hard as, isn't he? Oh, I can't blow any more smoke. I've done my bit. He's done your bit. Anyway, uh, and some serious questions now. Obviously, I can hear it in your accent, uh, the Italian twang coming out on you. How's that How's that been? Because obviously, yeah, you go back sort of, what is it now, 18 months ago, you're playing for Hartbury uh, and working yeah. in Subway. And we'll come to Subway in a minute because I, I know your dad's got a few uh, yeah, uh, franchises that I need to get some. He's what? He's got some franchises for Subway, so we'll get some credit. Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> going and playing for Italy. Obviously, it's been a breakthrough last six months for you, um, for Gloucester and you know, as Joe says he doesn't want to blow smoke up your ass anymore but I will you've been phenomenal and obviously you've got background with Italy grandparents and all that stuff did Eddie Jones get in touch at all or, and are you fully fledged happy playing for Italy now or is there a little bit of you that thinks oh you know I wish I'd have played for England um, I think he, he never actually knows so the answer to that would be no he, didn't, he never got in touch obviously Connor was Connor was on the blower throughout when I first signed 
with Gloucester uh, just to show that he was, you know, watching and, and knew that I had that through the 20s. He obviously knew that I had that connection with the grandparents. Yeah, and I think as much as I'd probably say, you know, they've had a bit of injuries in the back row, so probably could have been opportunities come recently. But, you know, when when everyone's fully like fully fit, there's obviously a lot of competition there. And um, I know if I was, if I was going to go back in time, I'd still definitely do the same route that I went, I think. You know, playing with the Italians is a bit of a you know a longer process, and we're still like kind of gelling as a team. But I think you know, obviously, we got absolutely smoked by the the, the Kiwis. But uh, you know, come the Australia game, we we showed a bit. You know, we were competitive and uh, beating Georgia. Um, you know, it, it's a nice and exciting you know, place to be involved in. It's kind of like Gloss, you know, with the saying that we we got an up and coming team, and now we're starting to gel. So yeah, I think they're definitely enjoying and made the right decision there. And let's go back to take it back a step further and. Obviously, we're talking about your grandparents. Let's move on to your dad. Pete was a bit of a Bristol legend. When I say a bit of a Bristol legend, he was a massive Bristol legend. Firstly, how does he feel about you playing for Gloucester? And then secondly, um, you were released by Bristol as a teenager, I think, weren't you? Uh, I was I was in the academy setup, yeah. So I was never actually officially contracted with Bristol. They just never signed me as a youngster. But I stayed in Bristol, played for Dings Crusaders at the time. Oh, actually, uh, <laughs> Yeah, oh, what a place. I'm a fan <laughs> against Dings. Do you remember playing from the Worthing oh, Raiders? Horrible. I think I might have put Dings. Yeah, I might have put Dings as the worst, not worst, most intimidating place I've ever played at. Really? Oh, Oh, it's horrible. They've they've actually moved now. They've actually moved to a a really nice stadium that's got a 4G. You'd never believe it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't think you were walking into Dings. Because yeah. I do remember when I came out and said that Dings was horrible, a lot of them got into contact with me to abuse me and say, how Fair. dare you? Fair. How dare you slag off our club? <laughs> I was like, well, the fact that there was stones and glass all over the pitch. <laughs> but I'm glad that the 4G pitch is going well for them. Nice. And who was, yeah. so who, who was the coach at Bristol at the time? It's, it's got to be Andy Robinson, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah! yeah. What a cowboy. Um, yeah. Uh, let's go on to about, talk about your dad. Uh, obviously, he was a Bristol legend, wasn't he? How does he feel about you playing for Gloucester? Because back in the day when he he was playing that that was a huge rivalry wasn't it yeah it was a massive rivalry he, he was really like obviously he was really upset that the fact that Bristol um, never actually nothing ever came of it obviously that would have been a great you know story in terms of media and, and a real passion of like, his for me to play for Bristol And but you know he's, he's got used to it now he's, a, he's actually a season ticket holder because um, I told him I can't get any more free tickets every week, <laughs> so he's had to go and buy buy a season ticket, which is which is good. So he's he's there every week, and he, you know he's obviously got a bit of getting used to last year. But um, I would like to say he's, he's a, a, a full Gloucester supporter now. Um, not that you wear any kit, but um, you watch the games. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> so shirt, buy my jersey. He's a full, he's a full <laughs> Gloucester supporter, but he refuses to wear the kit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Told yeah. me. Yeah. Um, Talk me through the subways then, mate, because this is the first I've heard of this. It's funny how you're interested in those, isn't it? Well, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. When, when I got wind of this, I was oh, my God. It made me want an Italian BMT with Southwest sauce, yes. gherkins, <laughs> onions, a little bit of salad and double cheese. Yes. Nice, yeah. And obviously cheese. a footlong. Yeah. yeah, yeah and I might have a cookie. And <laughs> packet of crisps. Yeah, yeah, all right. I'll do, the, I'll do the deal. It's great. It's, it's really great. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Your old boy's got, he's got a few franchises, hasn't he? And you were actually yeah. Six Nations last year. You're playing for Italy and then yeah. coming back and doing a shift in Subway, aren't you? That might have been just a bit of a talked up story there, but the, <laughs> go with it, go with it, stay <laughs> humble, stay humble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was, I was the season before I signed with Gloucester. I was working literally in Subway up till you know a week before I had to turn up. Um, so I gave myself a week to get into shape. You know, uh, literally a week before I started with, with Gloucester, I was working in there, and he's got a cafe as well, which I was working in. But he, he's got uh, four Subway franchises: two in Bristol and two in Western Supermare. So yeah, I was just working in between those. You know those four uh, branches just to uh, 
fill the slots with Hartbury because obviously Hartbury was semi-professional so it's a killer bit of time and seriously do you want to sponsor the podcast and send a load of vouchers to me (laughs) there is actually a need for a subway in Heathfield East Sussex Um, and I've got a little bit more free time on my hands now so after this it would probably be good if we could uh, maybe exchange some numbers um, and I could talk to you I'll put a good one in see if I can pull some strings yeah cool sorry lads I see you want to talk to him now you see no, I said... You're being nice now. You want something. You're being nice. That is so mm. typical of you. All right, piss off, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, and just looking forward to this weekend, obviously you've done the supposed hard work in winning down in Exeter. Uh, these back-to-back games are really special, aren't they, in the Champions Cup. Exeter coming back to town on Friday. They'll be hurting. I actually read that Don Armand said they're still in the competition if they can come and get a win. So uh, you can understand why Ackerman and the coaches have been saying it's you know not a job that well done yet. But... How focused are you going into this game and uh, how are Sips' golden wrists? That's all I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, we're really obviously focused. It's a massive game because obviously we, we, you know, we went to their backyard and did one over on them. So they'll be coming, they'll be coming back, you know, looking for that revenge. So we've already, we've already talked about that. So we know that they're going to come all firing. Um, and as I said, if they, if they win there, um, as Donald said, that, that they'll be still within a chance. So we need to. Um, we talked about giving that extra ten percent for the, for the weekend. It's, it's going to be you know Friday night game at Kingsall. I mean, they probably won't like coming up there on a Friday night, but you know that's that's something that we can we'll look at and, and deal with. But yeah, Golden Rissy, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they'll be fine and, and firing. Um, and he'll definitely tell you they'll be they'll be good. And he, he's going to be um, having a cracking game, no doubt. He'll tell you that. It's going to be good, so I'm looking forward to that. He certainly will be telling everyone. Last question for me then, going back to the subway thing, because I love subways. Act Gloucester, who's got a six inch and who's got a foot long? Oh, for Christ's <laughs> sake, he's obsessed. Jake, wow. ignore just, him, he's a child. He's or just a giant a child. Long. Tell me who's got a foot long. <laughs> No, Jake, just ignore him. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm probably not going to release that information. Oh. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Text me. I'm sure if you ask other people, they might tell you. Text me. It's not Cipriani. Jake Lee, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you very much for coming on, uh, and uh, best of luck no for problem. the remainder of the comp, and especially this weekend against Exeter. Jake, see you thank later, you mate. Cheers, Cheers, mate. Cheers, well, good luck, Jake. You know you don't have to hate any other player from any other team. Yes, you do. You don't have to. Not until you play them. Do you vest up your legs? What? Do you vest up your legs? No, I don't carry the ball, so why would I need mm. to vass up my legs? <laughs> I was just wondering. Was... I've seen you carry. Some timber, yeah, very good from you. Yeah. No, 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 no. But do you literally have it ingrained in you that you hate every other team, is that? No. Okay. That was just a joke. Who do you like? What, any teams? Yeah. No, I don't like any other team, but there are people in those teams that I like, but I don't like the teams, and when they're in those teams, you I don't like them. them. Okay, that's fair. I particularly don't like... Teams that cheat. <laughs> Go on. The Summit Air Joe, come on. Anyway, just on the back of Jake, I wrote something down here. I thought it was quite an interesting point that if he had his chance again and had some interest from England, he'd still have chosen Italy. Yeah. And it kind of suggested that he was just really wants to play internationally at international standard rather than the passion for playing for your home country, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's true. And, we, and that's more and more these days, isn't yeah, it? It is. And we, we actually had Gary Graham on here last week and you'd have been in the England squad last six nations when he got called up before yes. England-Scotland yeah, 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 yeah. and he's, he's he said on the, the podcast last week he's Scottish till he dies and all this stuff and he made some throwaway comments, I think, when he got called up by England that he'd love to shove it in the Scots' faces, make a thousand tackles and, and win. Has he been capped? Yeah. Uh, no. So he was in the. So there's squad. still a chance that Eddie might call him back up. <laughs> oh, I asked him that question. And he just went, "No, nah, no, I'm Scottish." <laughs> um, but you're right. You know, fair play to Jake Pledry to play, get the opportunity to play international rugby. And it, we're sat with Joe now, and yeah, obviously you've 
retired from international rugby. Mm. But you've had how many? What did you get? Sixty caps. How many caps did you get? Fifty. Oh. Yeah, fifty-eight, a load, a, a load fifty-nine, of caps, something it? like that. Yeah. It's amazing to be able to play international rugby. So everyone, if you've got an opportunity to play international rugby, Pelledri obviously has got Italian descendancy within his family. Fair play to him, and he just wants to go. He played against the All Blacks a few weeks ago, and he okay, he said they got hosed, but. Two years ago, he's playing for Hartbury, working in Subway. So, I think, fair play. I remember a few years ago when I was a young pup coming in and gobbing off saying, oh, if you, you're English, you should play for England. Do you know what I mean? Very much, if you're Scottish, play for Scotland, yeah. all this stuff. And we had um, Mo Fasafalu. Remember the back row we had at yeah, our yeah, place? Yeah. Ex-rugby league How player. hard was he? Oh, my. I used to hate playing against him. One them. of the scariest men, honestly. And yet, really nice. And I was having these conversations, you know, slagging it off a bit. And forgetting that he'd played rugby league for Great Britain, but he was Samoan. And I was like, and I was like, oh God, has he heard me say these things? It's, it's and then I, I remember, yeah. And then I was like, right, I bet, I better clear the air before the next training session because I'm getting my head taken off here. <laughs> so I said, oh Mo, what was the crack behind you? Why didn't you play for Samoa? And he was like, well, I'm not going to do the accent, although I have been working on my accents. Yeah, okay, try like, that. No, Give no. Hello, Joel. No, I can't do it. Yeah, it's Welsh. Welsh, is he? <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was a Maco. That was a Maco. Yeah. All right, boy. Um, yeah, Welsh Tongan. English Welsh And he Tongan. said, well, the thing is, mate, Samoan Rugby League aren't that great and also don't get the opportunities to play in the Tri-Nations yeah, they used yeah. to have or the yeah. Four Nations that they've got now and the biggest stages and he just wanted to play at the biggest stage he could for yeah. his ability and put it on there. And I was like, yeah, okay, Mo. Yeah. Good you idea there, mate. Whatever you say goes. You're right, and, mate. Uh, Talking about international rugby, we, last time you were on the show, Joe, you said a couple of things, didn't you? I did. That was the last time, wasn't it? That blew up. I got into trouble over that, didn't I? What did you? Go. Who'd you get in trouble with? Because you just spoke from the heart. Well, no, I just got in trouble because I did speak from the heart, but speaking from the heart doesn't always get you in a good place. Do you, <laughs> do you think you were. Do you Sometimes think you were, it's better to not speak from the heart. Do you think you were misquoted or do you think people didn't understand Well, I wasn't misquoted because I said those words. Yeah. It's just I didn't fully explain myself. But I, it was quite fresh, to be honest, and I was still trying to make um, make up a saying for me to say now. Make sense. Mm, make shit, sense of shit the in the bag. <laughs> make, make, make sense of all the shit I need to pack before yeah. coming out with it. Because at the time it was like we knew, we knew what you were saying. Well, we knew what you were saying because we sat in the room with him. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, understood like the that. point mm. he was trying to get across and how. And it, you know, it's the thing with press, isn't it? It gets blown into sensationalist headlines and all that stuff. And okay, yes, they wrote down the words he said, but context. It's like reading a text message when you can read them in a different light and everyone knows it you've read a text message like that's a bit harsh but then you read it back and understand it it doesn't mean the same thing like when a text message comes through in capitals you presume someone's shouting hi andy (laughs) that's a bit how are you today (laughs) so have you got any other revelations for us obviously and i suppose the big thing is now so you retired from international rugby before the autumn series i said this to you at the haircut though didn't i Mm. when i did you and were you pleased with that no we weren't I thought it was you nice. wanted more hardcore. Well, oh, this come is the thing. On, so so he's had a bet. I've shaved the sides. So he, had a, he had a mohawk. Well, you've done a job that a professional hairdresser would have been proud of. We <laughs> wanted him absolutely. It wasn't thin enough for me across the top. You've had the real thin ones. That's what we were expecting. Yeah, but mine's thin for different reasons. Yeah. No. But go back to, yeah, so yeah, sorry, back to thingy. Autumn Internationals. Autumn Internationals. You're watching yeah, it. You're out tweaking them. Did quite a bit of corporate work yeah. up there. It's good in there, um, corporate work. Eat for yeah. free, drink for free, get paid. Yeah, yeah, of course. Not, not perhaps as much as a match fee, but... No, it's great. It's great fun, and you get to meet all sorts of different people. Some you like and some you don't, but you get on with it, don't you? Uh, that's life. Oh, 
what words of wisdom mm. you know we come out with but it was it was quite hard actually was it yeah watching that because you wouldn't game. have actually watched it, it's the first time and I, I think back to when my career ended and you're actually at a game where you're working but you've got that want to still be out there yeah, yeah. so when, when the game kicks off you're probably not bothered about the week the build-up to the week i don't know maybe i'm putting words in your mouth but actually watching the game stop putting words in my mouth at twickenham i've yep. got something else in your mouth in a minute jesus Whee. christ well, Subway, always get, Subway or Guinness. Always goes back to penis with him, doesn't it? <laughs> but it, So it was hard watching it? Yeah, it, when I woke up that day for the first South Africa game, I was like, <sighs> what have I done? Bugger. I wish I was out there. Um, but you woke up in your own bed at home with your missus and the kids around. I did, yes. Was it my own bed? Yes, it was my own bed. Did you, um, get, did you get turfed out into the spare room? No, no, it was fine. And thought, oh yeah, I wish I was out there. And then when I got there and the whole atmosphere, seeing all the fans getting ready to, to go in and watch it and then watching the boys warm up from the stands, I was like, God, I'd love to be out there, you know, trying to fill in some saffers. Yeah. Particularly like backs against the wall, sort of a lot of press, a lot of people writing off the team, loads of injuries and, you know, haven't won too many games this year. That's just because I'm competitive. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd love to be out there in, in the mix of it, but I didn't miss it enough to... Change your mind. Well, to, to go through everything you have to in order yeah. to get to game day. I mean, that's what I spoke about on the pod, didn't I? After the news broke of, of what was reported of what you said, the actual game day is probably 10% of what you go through in the whole spectrum of playing for England. So you miss 10% of it massively. Now, put it into context for people's jobs, you've got 10% of your job that you absolutely love and you absolutely want to do for 100% of the time, but the other 90%, you're absolutely not enjoying. So there's the, you know, is it is it about that, do you reckon, or is it a bit more weighted towards... No, it's, it's about that. I, I love game days. Yeah. I love playing. I love playing. I'm a massive rugby nose, you know, believe it or not. But you, I just love, said, you said you haven't watched any of the games. I watched, I watched the uh, big game. I watched um, Leicester Racing. We'll actually. come to that later. Yeah, we'll come yeah. to that in a minute. Um, I, I love playing the game, but I also love my family. And yeah. uh, that was that was the biggest reason behind it. But yeah. I think we need to move on now, don't we, Andy? Should we talk about that? Um... <laughs> as, just as Ben Moon messages saying thanks for retiring, because... Uh, no, from... I did. I did message uh, Mooney yeah. to say before his first cap, congrats and everything, mate. Uh, you've worked bloody hard over the last few years and kept plugging away and finally got your opportunity. So yeah. go nice out there, you, enjoy it. And he yeah, texts nice. back saying, "Oh, cheers, mate." I didn't want to message you because I presume you'd been bombarded quite a bit. But um, <laughs> he said, "I've only been away for two weeks, and I'm a big family man myself, so I can sympathise with yeah. with your decision." So yeah. thanks again, and that was it. Job share, maybe. So, yeah. A what? A job share. Like he does half, you do half. We'll get you back, don't well, worry. No, why would they do half and half for third and fourth choice when you got <laughs> Marco and Genji? Do you know what I mean? They don't need us. Ulster just got home against Scal. It's 24-25. Do you guys watch any of that? Yeah, saw a bit of it. Will Addison. Did he play well? He did play very well. So Ulster went over there in the Pro 14, the Guinness Pro 14, mm. amazing sponsor Guinness, a few weeks ago and got absolutely <laughs> hosed. And then now they've gone there and Ulster... So they're a different beast in Europe at times. Did like Sir Best play? OBE. Sir Best played, yes. He played. He played. Well, good on him then. He played. Um, Congratulations. Stockdale scored another one to try. Um, he's an absolute beast, isn't he, Stockdale? Huge. I mean, he's like a horse. He runs on four legs. He's the size of a horse, but runs on two legs and probably as quick as a horse. So he's not like a horse. Well, what would he be then? What part, Has he got a long face? Uh, now, don't get personal. No, I'm, 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 getting, I'm getting pedantic. Okay. If you're going to say he's he's okay. like a horse, okay, my, what part? My analogy is horses are big and they run very fast. Correct. There we go. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Stockdale is big, powerful, and runs very fast. Mm. Um, but you know they were. It was a gr- great victory for them. Billy Burns with some magic hands at times. It, it was a solid performance away from home. 
Scarlet's Friday night, tough place to go. Scarlet's were still there or thereabouts in the mix. So it wasn't a dead rubber in terms of going to an away ground where the other team got nothing to play for. And Ulster fronted up and got a quality victory. Are Scarlet's still Jouaiing? Are yeah, they yeah. still doing that? Right. Yeah, well, Jonathan Davis played and they do chuck it about a fair bit, but the crucial one of the crucial tries, Davis has tried to fly out the line and spot someone and that led to Stockdale's try. So, uh, yeah, they had their, their big names out. Scarlets, they're playing the way Scarlets play, but Ulster and Sir, Sir Best rocked up and OBE. Were you... I think they only had 38% possession or something, uh, and they scored four tries, got the attacking bonus point as well. So, a great night in Parky Scarlets. Were you <laughs> surprised with um, Newcastle resting a few players away to Edinburgh and their loss? Well, yes and no, I suppose. Uh, yes, in the sense of they played 2 1 2. The state that they're in, in in terms of the Premiership, the injuries that I know they've got, and the whole debate you saw the interview with Dean Richards before the game he was absolutely tamping yeah it's, what what it's is quite, it's quite interesting having you on the pod now because it's always interesting well yeah Andy, I, I, mean? I know that I know that Jeff. <laughs> I do know that but talking about front rows now I don't get the rules well the regulations are yeah. in Europe you've got up until Tuesday lunchtime to register a player and there are special dispensation times when you can do it especially for front rows so you've got up until Tuesday lunchtime midday Tuesday to register any position yeah and in the Premiership, you got up until Friday lunchtime. So all your training's done mm-hmm. in the Premiership. All your training's done. You have to announce the team at midday on the Friday, mm-hmm. whether you're playing on the Saturday or the Sunday. And you know you don't need to register any of the players because yep. unless there's some freak illness or whatever, you're more than covered. So Tuesday, Newcastle haven't had to uh, register any of the players because they've got two tighter props. Dave Wilson and Trevor Davison both yep. fit. Um, those two are going to be the starting tight head and tight on the bench yeah. they get injured in training that week and Dean Richards frantically is trying to say to the European rugby we ain't got any tighter props I need to register another tight head and they were trying to get um, they were trying to register Jack Payne and EPCR said no uh, cut off point is Tuesday at midday it's why past, it's past that why so Dean then starts talking about hold on this is player welfare and you're asking and to people that don't know and I've seen one player do it in my whole career <laughs> a loose head prop playing tight head prop now, I don't know anything about scrummaging. I've got the body shape for it before anyone else says it. But I remember we same thing happened to us at Leicester years ago. Graham Roundtree, world-class loose head prop at the time. We had no tight heads fit. He goes, he put his hand up and said, I'll have a go. We played Leinster away. Graham Roundtree, playing tight head prop, got lifted about eight foot in the air in a scrum. And I'm just like, oh, my. it was like he'd never played prop before in his life. Now, you're a loose head and you're a big, strong, tough guy. How would you fancy playing tight head? Because... No way in hell. <laughs> there you go. Sam Lockwood's put his One... hand up and said, I'll have a go. Well, fair, apps. fair play to him, yeah. but I, they're specialist positions. That's why you look at. That's why Leonard was so yeah. unbelievable yeah. because he could play both sides to a world class standard, and it's so rare to be able to do that. Even even now, when you've got the extra prop, it is they're just different worlds, mate. Different muscles you're using, different size of your bodies, different tight heads up against two blokes, the yeah. hooker and the loose head. The loose head's only up against one. He's always got an easy out as in physically he can actually just put his head out and the tight head is sandwiched in there. So different worlds, that's why tight heads have played big bucks. I, d- I just don't get it. I don't get why they wouldn't allow him to register it. Well, they just said it's their regulations. They've had issues with... Well, it's bollocks. I know. No, I completely agree. It's mm. such a ridiculous regulation. It doesn't... What What's it preventing? Is it to stop people th- cheating or something? I, su- I don't get it. Yeah, supposedly. But that that would be blind if they were to get a ringer in and to cheat. That would be blindingly obvious that they are getting a ringer in. So but, you'd go just yeah, that but, one. You'd go well. This bollocks. It's not happening. Yeah, but the, the the issue is if you have a if you set a precedent whereby, like the Premiership rule and of Friday lunchtime, 
then that's what they're worried about. But it, in this day and age with play welfare, Newcastle went into the game without two props on the bench. And I don't know what ramifications there are going to be for that. They had seven players on the bench and just went, well, we haven't got any other props. So, you know, eventually, and I, f- I felt for Sam Lockwood, he, you know, you're watching the game, you're just thinking, I'm thinking, please don't get injured because imagine that. And, and you, you know, you stick your head if in That's a, a loose head going, I didn't watch it, but obviously. <laughs> a loose head going to tight heads, you're thinking, you're decking every single one here. You're going down. And you're hoping that the ref is going to just go 50-50 or he's one of those refs that isn't really interested in scrummaging and will say, play away, play away. You yeah. know when you see it collapse and they're like, play away, play yeah. away. Because if you're running the risk and you get it wrong, as a well, if you get it wrong as a specialist tight head, you're in a world of pain. But yeah. a non-specialist and a loser going over there, <sighs> mate, it's not a good place to be. Yeah. Um, but they're not that bothered anyway. They won't be. It's, I know they won their opening two games, but well, it's, it's an interesting battle, isn't it? Because now they're bottom of the Premiership. This whole thing about there is a team getting relegated from the Premiership this year that's been made clear and obvious. Unless London Irish don't win the Championship, so they've said they've got to rest a load of players. They'll have. Edinburgh back at Kingston Park this weekend. I still think in that group, Montpellier win the group, even though they lost at the weekend away at Toulon. Because I think Montpellier beat Toulon at home this weekend, a game I'm commentating on for BT Sport. And then I think Montpellier beat Newcastle at home and probably Edinburgh away. Saracens uh, came good in the second half from their 51-25 victory over Cardiff Blues. Joe, any notes on this game? Saris were always going to win it. That's your notes. You say they were, they were losing at half-time, Joe. And Matthew Morgan scored an absolute beauty of a try. He did. Some rugby stats for you then, Joe. Yes, give me some. What is a, the, one of the main strengths of Saracens? Their defence. Specifically? Uh, Within their defence? They make tackles. Their kick chase is pretty good. Oh, OK, yeah. Is that good or is that fair or not? Yeah, they've got good kick Ma- chase. Matthew yeah. Morgan ripped them to pieces. On their kick chase? Yeah. Steps. Is he the small lad with the, yeah. where's the scrum at? Yeah. Yeah. He's good him. He's Didn't he used to be at Bristol? He did, yeah. Yeah, he's well good. Well done, yeah. the rugby knows. Thank you. Um, yeah, listen, Saracen's second half, they came good. Cardiff fronted up, played pretty well. Alex Good was phenomenal again. How oh, he's not getting picked for England in the squad. Got no idea. Eddie doesn't like him. Eddie, you're okay. Um, and, you know, Saracen's march on. 21 undefeated games on the spin now for them. And like I said earlier, they are head and shoulders above. Yeah any other team except for Leinster and Racing and it's um, you know it'd be an interesting game actually this weekend it's a kind of game away at, at Cardiff you expect Saracens to rock up and win but you just never know um, Leinster did what they had to do uh, heading towards a mouthwatering clash v Toulouse in round 5 didn't they just got home against Bath yes Flaggate Joe have you got any notes on oh, any? Yeah. Oh, you're such a thief you've looked at my book oh mate I've put Bath Leinster who cares question mark Flaggate have you that's not who cares in terms of disrespecting. That was like, well, Leinster are just going to win it, aren't they? What, the whole competition or just beat Bath? That game, yeah. Yeah. That's what well, I mean. No, Bath fronted up. But then, the, yeah, but having looked at the result, it was 17-10 and they fronted up. So. so did you watch that one? No, I've just looked at the result <laughs> and then I've gone, oh, I've read up on Flaggate. Yeah. Flaggate can't be true. Someone's made that up for no, an no. April Fool's. No, oh, true. no, it is 100% true. It can't be true. It, well, no, it shouldn't be true. But no, no, it can't be. That's well, what's not true is that they failed health and safety checks because actually... There are, Do there these are... flags have like blades in them or something? <laughs> That's the amazing thing. Um, and Bath put out a, a tweet about it as well. It's just... I'm just trying to work out how a flag can fail a health and safety. What what were they made of? Asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what are these 
Come on. Uh, Bath actually put a tweet out saying, we're really sorry. The flags were tested against the three safety criteria and failed all three, including fire. We have to take safety seriously, but we realise it's disappointing. We're really looking forward to the game and we know you'll bring the noise to the wreck today. So that means there's someone at Bath, presumably they employ the health and safety manager, is that a job? <sighs> that has got some of these flags and gone with a lighter. That was me doing yep. with a lighter. It's a podcast. And no it's one, gone. No can see. Whoosh, Right. But sure, name me another flag that doesn't go whoosh. Well, the bath flags. When you whoosh, with the... What do you mean? The, what, they... Unflammable. Well, if they, if inflammable. If they've allowed their flags in, but not the Leinster ones, you'd think there's an argument. Bruce Craig, there is no argument. They're I pulling reckon, a fast one in. I reckon it was Bruce. Big Brucey. Yeah. What, he said they can't have their flags? Big Bruce didn't want loads of Leinster flags because it was a massive game. And they just went, no, no, we'll try and make it awkward for them. So, be fair, I did... I have experienced similar. When we played Munster, they came to us in the quarterfinals of the Heineken Cup mm-hmm. and they had managed to buy a shit ton of tickets, Munster fans, and they came over with all their flags and it was pretty much... A home game. A home game for them. It was unbelievable. The fields of lo- Athen Rye I going love around. That yeah, a fair play to them. That adds to yeah. the support. Like, it's the whole point of support. I just think maybe Bath have... They've definitely pulled a fast one. They have. But interestingly, when it came out and the Leinster supporters weren't happy about it, the Scarlet supporters jumped on it and said, well, actually, Leinster, that's what you did to us in the Pro 14. Ah, so nice, apparently what nice. goes around comes around. But Bath, you've embarrassed That's the saying. I have heard that. Yeah. It's like Bath, roundabouts. Bath, and I'm just going to blame Bruce. I just tweeted old Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Another defeat uh, for Leicester, Goody, but uh, more encouraging signs, do you think? Um, well, I'm more intrigued now. This is the one game that Joe Marler, our rugby expert pundit, sat to I my watched left, this game. has watched. So I think we should start with Joe's notes. I watched this game. My wife... Wasn't happy. No, she wasn't happy, actually. No, she wasn't. <laughs> she took the kids to a birthday party. And you, did you say, I ain't coming because I'm watching Leicester? She actually gave me the out. She said, oh, you don't have to come. But I think it was like a fake out. She meant, she meant away no, you should come. It's a test. Well, anyway, I took the out. I went, all right, I'll stay and do some of the Christmas decks. Get the tree sorted, ready for you to come and put decorations on, all that lot. Do some bits and bobs, get the dinner ready. Anyway, next minute she walks in. I'm on the floor in the lounge, watching the rugby. Pants down. Another... Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> what? Oh, again, penis. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I watched the game and my notes read, great game. Yes. Mint stadium. Yes. Bit of a weird word, but... Mint that, is a very... It looks northern, unbelievable. It's a mate. northern term, mint. Yeah, mint. Is that good? Have you heard mint before? Yeah, yeah, I've heard Yeah, don't care. Yeah. And it, it, when you pack shit, mate, you, you can't comment on Stadium looks unbelievable. Bang what a stadium. place yeah. that would be to play in. Yeah. I mean, I know they're pretty stocked with their loose heads. Go on. But? But if they ever needed to sign a loose head for the day on a Friday before a <laughs> European game... That would be cheating. Then I'm more than happy to put my hand up. Racing looked unbelievable in that first half. Yeah. Offloads coming out everywhere. Who's that second one? Nakarawa. 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 Ludicrous. You think you've locked him up, and next minute he's pulled an offload out his ass. You're like, how's he doing this? And then man- managing the bin. And I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking fifty good. points. What do you think of Finn Russell's performance? Yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't look at Finn Russell's performance, do I? Oh. What about his offload to? I look at Simon Nakar- Zebo. Nakar- when was his offload? Uh, you don't see Zebo's try. What fucking game were you watching? <laughs> <laughs> Zebo's try under the sticks from the inside ball inside offload ball from Finn Russell who gets his hands free over the top ludicrous offload just like Nakarawa oh uh, yeah I did see that first yeah. half but then some of the covering tackle could have been a little bit yeah it's that 
whole thing of the inside, but someone I think it's Plotter now. Yeah. Over, no, Genji actually flew out the line. Well, yeah, because he's gone to hit someone, hasn't he? He's gone to hit Finn Russell. Finn Russell steps back inside, so then the inside defender of Genji flies onto Finn Russell, which allows him to get his hands free. So he basically. Yeah, but you want Genji flying out the line and wanting to... if he misses a tackle on the inside. Yeah, but you want him doing it in the hope that the guy on the inside is going to come with him, but Never. then you've got to let him know. Okay, what would Guzzi say? If you just thought, I'm kamikaze in here, flying out the line, so I'm going to try and make a hit. He'd go, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. It, unless, of course, he made the hit. He'd go, mate, that's brilliant. That's the thing. You are, every coach has always said it. If you fly out the line, you've got to hit the man. Otherwise, it is a royal fuck-up. Yeah, you're getting stuck on Patantics here. I want to carry on, Patantics. please, with the Titanic. Uh, racing looked though, like they were going to run away with it, but Tigers, here we go, this is my best bit. <clears throat> Tigers bit back, didn't Yay. they? Yay! Thank you. Wow. They did. Anyway. Yeah, listen, Leicester, especially that last 20 minutes, they showed a bit of grunt, and that's, for me, it can be, you say a turning point, it's going to be non impossible for Leicester to qualify now especially if Racing come and, and win at Welford Road this weekend Leicester aren't in good form at all defensively there's issues there but they showed a lot of bite in that last 20 minutes a team under the pressure they're under away in that stadium a powerful Racing team they could have conceded 40-50 and okay they conceded 36 but they got a bit losing bonus point in attack they look decent at times as well Manu if they're gonna if they're gonna like turn things around for them Manu and Genji they're the two guys that need to they need to keep fit and firing. What about Genji's run? That run that's precisely what's going to get them the confidence and momentum back in games and getting getting a run so keeping them too fit yeah. and them two things is going to be key for them. Nice touch from Genji actually on Twitter when uh, obviously Eddie Benarus got injured um and he said on Twitter I hope you're okay. I don't know how to say it in French but did you do it in French? No, he said, I don't know how to say it in French. Oh, he said, I don't know. <laughs> but Google. Okay. That's lazy. Well, Google I'll have Translate, to work with him yeah. for that. Um, but yeah, no, Genji was powerful. Uh, good to see him back on form. He came to a live show early in the year. He's good value, Genji, and he's good fun. Yeah, he's a good lad. Yeah. Imagine, here we go, here's another little note. Imagine a future front row of Genji, Luke Cowndicky, and Sink. That's hard as nails, isn't it? That'd be good, wouldn't it? Mm. Fake, fake tough guys everywhere. You're, he's such a bell end, isn't he? <laughs> that is bollocks from you. What no. I was going to say, but who's going to hit the rucks? Yeah, they'll all be sort of first receiver. Yeah, <laughs> pushing forty, pushing Faz out. So no, 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 mate. Yeah, we're we're going to run a snap here. Oh, and what's the snap in England terms? I don't know. Well, you, you must know something because what's the call? I just thought a snap was like a switch oh, in yeah. general. Well, we just heard it f- here first. When you're playing against England, I don't you think that's anything to do with England. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't take it seriously. <laughs> or Quinns. Do you know? Do you know any of your face calls at Quinns? You actually are you one of those forwards? Because I'm trying to think if we played together. Played when, together. No, for England, I finished before you started. Fuck playing. off, mate. <laughs> well, no, I thought you came in. 2009 was my last cap. 2010. Was there you my go. First. It wasn't that far away, was it? That's oh, quite far. Um, so, are you one of those players that I used am to... I a student of the game? Like, I mean, the game's moved on a lot now and every front row has to know phase plays and understand them, what their run lines are, I'd hope. I've played with so many front rowers that it was just clueless. It's like, get out of the way. Just don't even run a decoy line. Just stand behind me. It's easier. There's that story in it where Julian White would like run round a pitch. Didn't want to touch the ball. don't pass me the ball. Why, why His hands to, down. He used to say to me before a game, he's like, Goody, if you see me, Outside you, miss pass. Don't give me the ball. I just want to hit the ruck. <laughs> really? I'm like, why? See, what happens if you're the only option? He's like that. Kick it. Unless yeah, but no one chases. wants to hit rucks these days. Like Adam Jones used to always oh, still does. Holy boy, talks about how he, he used to pride himself on hitting forty plus rucks oh. a game. And I'm like, what? I couldn't think of anything 40 worse. Plus rucks. Oh, forty tackles would be worse, but. And he was like, yeah, I did. I did forty plus rucks, boy. Zero carries. That's success for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fair play, he could hit a fucking ruck, to be fair. Have you guys got any rumours that are floating around at the moment? Anything coming out of Quinns at the minute? Uh, yeah. I've I've heard a couple of things. Oh, yeah. go on then. There was a couple of things that, on TV yeah. at the weekend prior to the Racing game. I can't remember who was interviewing him, but some, whoever asked Geordie Murphy, they were like, um, what's this rumour that Paul Gustard's been touted as the next DOR at Tigers? Well, Nick Mullins interviewed him. He asked there you the question, go. Yeah. And Geordie said, no, no, we're, we're just housemates. And they were. We are so used to be pirates together. <laughs> um, Some stories came out of that house. Let but me he's tell not coming. Don't ask Guzzy. So that's thingy. Yeah. I can't. You know, Bollocks. Yeah. Even Simon Cohen comes on Twitter and says uh, something along the lines of if there's ever a more made up rumour, that's it. Um, Guzzy's got to. And I, as I said earlier, I went down to Quinn's. He's loving it there, isn't he? I don't think he's loving it after the performance at the weekend. But in terms of him being a head coach and his progression, he wants to make a massive impact. On Quinn's and Guzzi, at least I don't think he is, isn't the bloke to just jump ship. And supposedly Leicester said to Quinn's, name your price at the end of the year, we'll have Guzzi in. I can't see it. I, you know, it's been dispelled by quite a few people already. Leicester are, are looking for a defence coach as opposed to anything else. Um, so, but that, that rumour, you can put that one to bed. Any others coming out of Quinn's? I haven't got any, no. I'm there, but have you got any of that then? Well, Guzzi hasn't, and I spoke to Guzzi about it, he hasn't had the chance to sign many players. I think he signed Kunatani. Semi- beautiful smelling. Semi- is he still smelling nice? Oh, it's just wonderful, man. Yeah. And the the big American, Paul, Paul CK. Hey, man. Is he so chilled out? Oh, he's so chilled. And like yet you he know. runs. So hard. Ridiculously hard. I'm not, I'm not tackling him. He sings unbelievably. Does he sing well? Oh, his voice is beautiful. We'll have to Honestly, get it's on, like an angel. We'll have to get him on the live show to do a sing-off. I don't know if he'd come to the live show, mate. He's quite a strict Christian. Okay. You can be Christian. But he might actually show. be something more specific. I think he might be Mormon. Okay. Any other rooms? There is a Quinn's rumour. Which is? Maro Atoji. Maro. <laughs> oh, Maro. he's not going anywhere, mate. He's just trying to pump his cash up. Of course, but Sarah, as if he, he needs to pump up his cash. Well, tell him. I mean, no one needs to pump up the cash. The more players that pump up cash, the, they're ruining the game. I agree. Honestly, this game is going to go to shit. Do you believe if that? players keep asking for more and more and more and more, there should be a cap. I was talking to Phil well, Swainston, you there, know Swainer. Yeah, Swainer, very well. There is a cap. We actually got a, Yeah, I know that's uh, salary 11 clubs, cap. I meant 11 like, clubs out of 12. No comment, Joe. Don't say anything. <clears> I'll, I'll say it. Carry on. We were having a very in-depth conversation. Loose head, tight head. That old gag, you know, front rowers that were all thick. <laughs> but he was talking very sensibly about, well, there should be a cap on, on how much you can pay one player. Yeah. Oh, he's got lots of great ideas, actually, that I can't remember any of because they're all better than mine. But... <laughs> If we do carry on the way we are, with every club losing money, is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah, no. Well, every, every club, every club except for Exeter, and Exeter's is a little bit fudged because their main sponsor is also owned by Tony. Rowe it's not and, sustainable, is it? No, like, and, so... and this is the thing we, we haven't spoken about it yet. I, I did a piece, and it's there's a Premiership board meeting Tuesday of this week, um, talking about this CVC deal and ratifying that basically. And CVC supposedly are going to come in and buy anything up to about. There's rumours of about 27% of the Premiership, anywhere from 20 to 27%. Aren't, aren't CVC the TV channel that sells stuff? QVC, that is. That's QVC. It's close. Mm. Anyway, it's close, but it's that's QVC. Sorry. And for about, I think it's 200 or 220 million or something. Um, and each club, depending on what figures you read, are going to get a windfall of about 12, 13 million quid each. And... You know, that is it as if to say, there you go, that's yours. Now, I did a piece on it, and the game isn't sustainable right now. We're just basically seeing 12 businesses losing a lot of cash. 
straight away, and it's very refreshing, Joe, and I'm going to compliment you very highly now. First compliment. Let me just make mo- note of this. First compliment. Might be the first compliment. Yeah. Don't, I don't think it is. Okay, fine. Because always, I've always got your back in here when, yeah. when Jim says horrible things about you. <laughs> For a current player, to say, actually, it shouldn't go in the players' pockets is very refreshing because all the agents will be saying to all the clubs, well, you just got 13 million quid, so I want half a million quid for my player here is actually only probably worth 200 grand. Yeah, but don't don't be putting me up up on no pedestal yet, mate. If someone was to offer me, as a player, obviously you want to earn as much money as you can. Don't backtrack now. I'm not backtracking. I'm not backtracking, but I'm also saying that I can understand why players want money. They've got various different needs, families, send it back here, such and such. But, as a game, as a business, if you want it to last longer, if players want the game to still be about, then there's got to be a bit of give and take. You can't keep demanding more and more and more and more. But it's also down to the clubs yeah. who are willing to pay. And they've got to if, sit around If clubs together. are still going, to, they're paying average players yeah. over 150 grand. You know that It's gone up, hasn't it? Last, last two, three, four years, yeah. it has gone up. And listen, I'm all for players earning as much as they can, but like you said, and I said it in my column, have to be sustainable so take Nathan Hughes for example the rumour is that Bristol have offered him half a million quid each club has the value on their players so take take Wasps and I, I'm, I'm just talking from my own opinion here I know Wasps wouldn't necessarily value Nathan Hughes at half a million quid because when you're putting the piece of the jigsaw together to build a squad you'll put a price on what each player's worth what each player's earning and if Bristol have come in and, and doubled what he's on good luck to him he's going to take it but that's the thing where Lesser clubs, and I mean that in all due respect, in terms of success, so your Bristols, your Worcesters, your Sales, who have all got to pay over the odds, and I'm talking from experience, I played at Worcester for three years on way more than I was worth. This is why it's funny that no, no, no. you're but having this conversation. Yeah, right? but it wasn't in the realms of what we're talking about now. But No, but in context of... Context of what then, I was worth to yeah. a Leicester or a any other club... I took the biggest offer and I went to Worcester and I put my heart and soul into it. But each club, and everyone's jumping on the bandwagon about Wasps players leaving, each club will have their value on a certain player. And there's so much more that goes into it than just offering what he's been offered by another club. Um, and that's the thing. And it's nice to hear from a player to say, actually, the game needs to be sustainable. We want to see Premiership Rugby around in 20 years. We want it to see... Comp- it's competitive in 20 years the worrying thing is and you go back to when the game turned professional everyone just started chucking money i'm going back to 96 everyone just started chucking money at players which was unsustainable as a business the likes of richmond london scottish coventry to a certain extent and these clubs went bust but now what we're talking now different sums of figures but the same principle they have to be sustainable the clubs have to invest this money this windfall that will come in from CVC um, in the right way to, to so Premiership Rugby's around in 20-30 years time and it can't cannot just rely on TV revenue BT Sport have got the contract currently you know CVC coming in they're going to try and get other people involved to try and outbid each other to pump the money up but the the viability and sustainability of the game is all about CVC investing the right way the clubs investing the money and it not just going into the players pockets here any other rumours floating around at all on well, that? Well, there's a few. Stuart Lancaster potentially being Bath head coach. Imagine being Bath now. Bath put that statement out about 10, 11 weeks ago saying... But the coaching setup. Yeah, the coaches... I found that weird, yeah. The coaches are leaving. Todd Blackadder is going to extend his contract for a year. We're going to have to get new coaches in underneath him for a year. We're grooming Stuart Hooper to, be, to become DOR. They've won one game in about 10 since that statement. Now, if you're a player and you've got Darren Edwards or Toby Booth talking to you, and bollocking you or 
getting you to do something. You sat there going, mate, you ain't even the coach next year. So I thought it was a very strange thing to do. Yeah. But I did find it weird because... I haven't heard of people doing it before. No, players are in limbo. Uh, but anyway, Stuart Lancaster linked with going to Bath as director rugby head coach. Ben Teo potentially looking at Racing, Toulouse or Toulon. Mike Williams to Bath. Ooh. Good player. Yeah, very good player. Tough as old boots. Yeah, isn't good player. Yeah. Fafter Clerk. Yeah, mate, this is ridiculous. Gloucester. Rumor. Yeah, but why is it, Why have you made up this rumour? Just because he's South African. Rumor. Fafter Clerk might not even be out of contract, but there's rumours that Gloucester are sniffing. <laughs> I don't know how they sniff before January the first, but no one does. No one. No one. No one Just does. So you know, no one does. Any other rumours out there? Have you got any other rumours? Well, Roger Tuivasa Sheik. Oh, who cares? What? Carry on. He is. He's better than Charles Peter. I'm just going to say he's. A, he's a million pound uh, and a million dollar player in the NRL. He's not better than Charles Peter at rugby union right now. Uh, I've heard Gail Ems has signed for Harlequins Ladies. Is that right? Do you know who Gail Ems is? How'd you get that? <laughs> Go on, answer the Do question. You know who Gail Ems is? Not, no idea. She's a Olympic silver medalist, doubles, mixed doubles, badminton player. Wow. So that rumour I've just started is as good as your rumour that you've started about... Roger Tuivasashek. Roger The good, the bad, the ugly is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler this week. If you're looking for a Christmas gift, check out budgiesmugglerukcom for some fun ideas and just enter the code RUGBYPOD for free shipping. And if you're in London, they've got a pop-up store running from 8.30am to 8pm every day this week at Old Street. Um, so go and say good day to the guys from Budgie Smuggler if you're in town and just tell them you listen to the pod and they'll look after you. I, what happened to your voice when you went pop up fuck I don't know <laughs> can we just do I've got this? him I've got him I've got, I've got him <laughs> he has bitten anyway the good uh, we'll start off with talking about some individual performances uh, from the weekend Santiago Cordero down at Exeter even though they lost he beat 17 defenders on his own Cheslin Colby's performance for Toulouse against Wasps was electric Ollie Thorley England man in waiting he was outstanding again for Gloucester how quick how fast how powerful is he made 139 metres outstanding performances there Gloucester's win at Exeter we spoke to Jake Paledri earlier he was pretty special as well a huge victory for them Saracens now 21 games unbeaten, trouncing Cardiff Blues in that second half. We haven't really talked about this game, but Glasgow, tip of the hat to them. I know Jim hates the old tip of the hat. Well, he doesn't know what it means. Tip of the hat to Glasgow for spanking Leon over in Leon. Absolutely destroyed them. Toulouse and Racing, three from three for both those teams. Ulster with a huge performance and a massive win at the Scarlets. Some real quality across Europe. But for me, the good this week goes to an individual in a losing team, and it's Matthew Morgan for his 70-metre solo try against Saracens. Got rid of Owen Farrell, saw him off under the sticks. Brilliant try. The good this week, Matthew Morgan. The bad, Exeter, the European mind block. Just can't get it together in Europe. Brilliant in the Premiership, except when they go and play at Harlequins, Joe. Guilty. But Europe, there's something wrong with them in Europe. Losing at home, didn't expect that. Quinns. They were pretty bad this week. They lost away at Benetton. I don't know whether we mentioned it. Massive performance last week. They were in the good last week, weren't they? Beating Exeter. But this week they lose to Benetton. Has he, has he mentioned Wasps in this yet? Because I've fallen asleep. Not yet. Are you going to? No. Because they weren't that bad. So the Wasps are in the bad section as well. It just put any team that lost at the weekend in the bad section then. Cheers. What else was bad this week? The Pacific Islanders, their super rugby snub. Sanzar have rejected a bid to get a Pacific Island team into the competition. That's pretty bad. But the bad this week has to go to EPCR, European Rugby, and Dino's disagreement regarding player registration. We spoke about it earlier. It's the Tuesday midday cutoff, which meant 
that EPCR wouldn't register Jack Payne as another tight head prop. So they only had seven on the bench. Dean Rich has talked about player welfare. Not good enough. Let's sort that out. And finally, the ugly. Well, there's only one ugly thing this weekend, and it's Bath. Bath is a beautiful city, but what they did this weekend, in my opinion, was very ugly. Not letting the Leinster fans have 1,500 flags at the wreck to support their team and blaming it on health and safety. What a load of garbage. That is the good, the bad, the ugly. Thanks, Goody, and thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes, we love your reviews, and check out our new Superfans monthly subscription service at patreon.com forward slash the rugby pod. Thank you for having me again. I'll see you in a few months' time. Oh, the rugby pod here. I always forget that bit, don't I? Pod. Pod, pod, pod. (laughs) 